tip today in association with Slattery's of Pecan, your main Peugeot dealer for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie Morning, welcome along to Tip Today, 1800-938-007, the free phone number. Emma is looking after the programme, she'll be happy to hear from you. Coming up on this morning's show, Johnny Luby will join me in just a few moments' time. Calls to return to cash at the gates for GAA Games. We'll have the latest on the GP crisis affecting uh, Ballingarry. Andrew will join me to talk Grammys and indeed the passing of the great Bert Bacharach as well. We'll have a dream analyst in studio to decipher your dreams. So if you have an odd dream or if you just want to check out a recurring dream, uh, will you share with us please? 83 311 for your text and your WhatsApp or our Friday panel, of course, will unpack the big stories of the week just after 11 o'clock. So all of that and much, much more on the way. We'll have a look at what's making headlines in your newspapers today to the Irish Daily Mail, first of all. And they're telling us that Irish dance judges are to be banned from using phones or electronic devices and forbidden from note-taking in a major cheating clampdown at next week's All-Ireland competition. Uh, the uh, ruling body overseeing Irish dance um, confirmed that the new measures after the organisation was rocked by allegations of fesh fixing last year. Coverage right across the newspapers today as well um, of the death of the maestro himself, the great uh, Bert Bacharach who died at the age of 94. The Irish Times telling us that the Tisha calls for a need to secure EU borders to prevent human trafficking. Uh, the Tisha Cleo Radcar called for the need to secure the borders of the European Union to prevent human trafficking and for rejected asylum seekers to be deported in a hardening rhetoric as EU leaders uh, met for an extraordinary summit on migration. Also, the Irish Times telling us that the earthquake uh, death toll in Turkey and Syria has now passed 20,000, which is just an incredible tragedy, isn't it? The Irish Independent, dozens of nursing homes face closure over inflation. Several nursing homes around the country face the threat of closure because the fair deal scheme doesn't factor in soaring inflation. The boss of a leading chain has warned. And uh, finally, a look at uh, the Irish Examiner and it's dominated by a photograph of the Ukrainian President uh, Vladimir Zelensky speaking during uh, an EU summit at the European Parliament in Brussels yesterday. He received a a standing ovation following that uh, address. Also on the Examiner today, TikTok being used to spread lies about migrants is one of their headlines. And we're also hearing that up to 800 cases are before on board Planola where its uh, inspectors have signed off on reports, but they can't be rubber-stamped because, guess what, there's just not enough board members to do so. So that's uh, a look at what's making headlines in your newspapers today. If you want to comment on any of that, 083 311 Star of stage, screen and radio, the great Johnny Luby is with me. How are you, Johnny? I'm uh, shivering. You're shivering? Why are you shivering, Johnny? 
Oh, I don't know what to talk to this bloody thing tomorrow night, please God. Oh, you're going to be you're going to be absolutely huge, Johnny. <sighs> yeah, well, then Tim Flight he rings this morning and said I'm supplying the tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so I get another report. Well, I'd please. love if Tim was there in Brubaru tomorrow night because he'd be getting his own back on you for everything you've said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is unbelievable, Fran. You know, I mean, when you go back there to the headings and the paper and you read them out, like, the world is in turmoil. Isn't it just? Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, like, think that Russia are doing what they're doing to the Ukrainians and then you have the earthquakes uh, and that and people yeah. dying all over the place and mother of God above tonight, I don't know where it will all stop. And then you have people out there trying to get rid of their father, is it? Yeah, that's it, yeah. They want to replace it with some gender-neutral uh, language. <gasps> Oh, God above, friend, I don't know. Yeah. I tell you, there's something for nothing. I mean, you go to funerals there and you go airlift is uh, somebody close to you and they say the rose are in the hour faddles and the whole lot. And I'll tell you, friend, whether it is banned or not, I'll still be saying the hour faddles. Yeah. I, say, I say a few prayers going along in the care and that kind of a thing. Uh, uh, so I keep everything in mind. But look, they're so coming you, up with... you won't be changing your wording or anything? No, I will not. I, I'll just be saying what I learned uh, maybe 64 three or four years ago in school and that'll do me it has served me well and I won't I will not be getting rid of the hour father and, and no. do you say a few prayers Danny seriously oh friend I do I pray do like you? a whore yeah I pray like a whore <laughs> in the car God I would yeah I'd say, I'd say Hail Mary's for people that are in in trouble and people that are sick and people that have uh, many uh, illnesses and all yeah. that thing I would yeah Perfect. certainly and I and the says, I'd, I'd be proud to say it I might be the greatest Catholic in the world but I certainly would say my prayers kneel down every night beside the bed and uh, wake up in the morning and put the feet on the ground and I always say thank God that's, uh, amazing. that's yeah, a bloody just... that's a bloody bonus to be able to put your feet on the ground isn't it it certainly is indeed um, the, the only happy note I suppose for you is that Bertie Hearn has made a comeback he's back as a member of Fianna Fáil you must be thrilled over that are you <laughs> I don't know, friend. Part of me would say, yeah, bring him back. What difference does it make? And another part of me would start thinking of the bad times and uh, all of that and um, uh, the Taoiseach of the country and he not having a bank account and mother of God above tonight. What are you to believe? But then you see when uh, people bring back the lads from Golfgate and they're all uh, absolved of their sins during the COVID lockdown and they're promoted and the whips are given back to them and the whole lot should say, listen, look, what difference, what difference does it make? You know, uh, I mean, he was talking one time and raving about the Bertie Bowl mm. in Dublin, yeah. which would be an absolute scandal considering how much money we have pumped into the children's hospital and it's not even halfway in here. We were talking a few years ago at the Bertie Bowl and we had two or, we have two or three of the finest stadiums in Europe, in the Aviva mm. and in uh, Croke Park, which is a state of the art. And uh, you have other places there as well. You well, have, that was uh, going to be his legacy, wasn't it? Uh, wasn't that what but you look, listen, it's very easy to leave a legacy for not paying for it. <laughs> yourself, you know, I mean, yeah, no. you know what I'm saying, Frank, I mean, I the, whole, the whole thing was a, a bloody scam, you know, yeah. uh, of the highest order, and then there's more pages given over to this Eurovision Song Contest, mm. what a disaster that is as well, you know, I mean, you're better off to go into Brewbrew tonight and listen to top-class singers like yourself and Muriel <laughs> and all the rest of them as well, you know, I mean, as yeah. Corey Hanley often said in Tip Town, he said, look what happened, he said, when we sent over Dustin. Yeah, I know. I mean, when people think of a sudden over a duck, 
was he a duck or a drake? No, he, he was, he's not a duck or a, a turkey. Drake. He's a turkey. That's a turkey. <laughs> Sending him over to represent us. And what did, you, what did the EC do the week after? They sent him back to Trika here to see what was going on. What kind of a carry-on is going on in Ireland? And nobody could stand up. Imagine sitting at a fireside beyond in the blue Danube and you see a turkey representing Ireland. Yeah, and we thought it was the right thing to do. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, who decided? Did anybody find out who made that decision? No, and because no. uh, uh, I'm, I'm waiting for the freedom of information. <laughs> Confidentially, I'm told the government had a big part to play in it. Uh, sure, no. Uh, Can I drag you into the conversation we had during the week about the Hearty Cup? And I know you want to talk about that anyway, but there were some people and they were concerned about some of the chanting towards the referee, calling him a word that rhymes with banker and stuff like that. Yeah. What, what did you make of that? Look, friend, I mean, can you control? I mean, if you're over, like, there's always cheerleaders, mm. whether it's in the rugby schools or in the, the uh, or the hurling schools competitions or the football competitions and that. Look, you're trying to eliminate all of that because the referee has a job to do. Look, I often shout it in the referee myself, but I'd never say that, you know. Uh, like, uh, to me, without a referee, without a hurling ball, you have no game. Without a referee, you certainly have no game. Right. It's yeah. just to breed respect into all the clubs for the referees. They're doing tankless jobs. Right, so were you disappointed to hear that? I was disappointed to hear, but sometimes those things, uh, the the new, uh, it makes the news and look, might be one one fella shouted it out and next mm. thing is two or three will join in and oh, that yeah, kind yeah. of a thing. But, you know, like the Hearty Cup itself for Tipperary, before I start on Cashel and Tullus, like mm. for Tipperary it was absolutely fantastic. The first time in the history of the Hearty Cup competition that you had two Tipperary teams in, in, in a final, inside in the Mecca of Hurling, inside in uh, the, the Simple Stadium. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. You know what? If Tullus had won, friend, by a pint, mm. I'd be still here saying today, congratulations to them. Mm. I'd say congratulations to them on getting to the final. If you could go into Tullus CBS today and say, listen, lads, this time next year you'll be in the final again, wouldn't they give the right arm just to would. be in the final again, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, for Cashel, friend, it was... Absolutely fantastic uh, for the school itself in 30 odd years. For Brendan Ryan, who's ploughing a furrow in mm. there for a long, long number of years. You know, uh, like when it came down to a, a, maybe a, a, I hate to use the word a dog fight, like because Cashel are very skillful and so are Tullis, but Cashel just dogged it out. They had a hard quarter final and semi final. They'd come through a tough campaign. Uh, and that I'd say on the day, Tullis possibly wouldn't be happy with their own performance mm. that they got drawn into a game like that. But yeah, well, like, you called it last week in France, and, uh, you know, Tullis were favourites, but you called it for Cashel last week. Yeah, I did, Jeff, and I just thought for a few for, for a few reasons. I thought that, uh, that apart from the tough campaign or anything else, uh, Cashel would have learned more a semi-final victory over Ardskull reached and Tullis did maybe uh, we'll say beating a, a good class Middleton team mm. by 12 or 14 points but I just thought then that Cashel would have learned a lot from the from that Tullis game when they go back and look at the video to me Middleton uh, they were overcome at half time they possibly thrown in the towel and as I often said it before with Tullis teams it doesn't have to be the CBS the Salesfields the Ola any teams if you stand back and admire Tullis they will actually put the scores on you but if you get stuck in and make it hard for them. Uh, it might be just a different ball game, you know. And when I was at the races yesterday in Tullus, a couple of lads said to me, uh, the power of Tip FM, uh, you were, uh, are you able to get the uh, Ardair Chalice? 
Remember we're talking about that to the jockey in Cashel and down to Corkham's pub in Littleton and every place else, you know. Well, I said, we didn't, I said, but we got the bloody hearty cup, I said, back back instead. And uh, I have to go into Cashel next week, Fran, to get my photo taken with it with the caption Ah, on me. Uh, Forgot to take it away in 73. (laughs) But uh, look, hey, great times. And look, well done to all the lads. They behaved themselves well during the week and for the parishes around, Fran. It's absolutely brilliant when we look at... And and Johnny, are you... seeing talent emerging from those two teams for example are you yeah, saying yeah Fran you certainly would like Torres would have a a, a a good squad of players to mm. go on further and so would Cashel Community School for ourselves in gold with 10 of the maybe 40 odd people that were on the panel mm. it's absolutely brilliant Kickham's Borla and you can go through the whole lot Rose Green Coal Mine Cashel itself mm. like uh, wonderful hurling areas and I was just saying there this morning to another guy there I said when you think that 59 was the last time that it came to uh, West Tipperary the Hearty Cup like we have the ABCBS we have uh, uh, Rockwell College who would probably participate more in rugby now and mm. now you have Cashel bringing it back like it's great for West Tipperary because often we're considered uh, the weaker mm. uh, section and it's grand for a, a man like Liam Cale to look back on the sideline and see that he has maybe five or six uh, lads from uh, maybe West Tipperary and South Tipperary because the Middle North would be the, the strongholds of uh, the holding in Tipperary uh, and that even when Babs was there like he went back for the likes of Declan Ryan Joe mm. Hayes John Kennedy all the Bonners uh, and Pat Fox and Nicky English and all of those like they were all West Tipperary mm. lads and it's great for Tipperary hurling uh, that, uh, uh, that the Fantastic. four divisions would be well represented you know that's what it's all about that's great and the turnout of course in Sample Stadium was amazing but your friend was absolutely fantastic and to be fair to them the ground was absolutely superb the, the policing the policing of the youngsters and that listen uh, it was fantastic you know but they were going to go out and celebrate on the field what would you do after 110 years only jump out onto the field and away you go uh, and that and then of course friend the big one was to bring the cup to the schools around we'll mm. just say in Golden and Knockerville Dunaski Thomastown Clonolty Rossmore uh, and that to bring the Hearty Cup there uh, you know, like youngsters will see it with uh, Cashel Community School. Tullus would uh, uh, would have done likewise back through the years, you know. So it's great for the kids that are coming That's in from nice. sixth class uh, into the secondary schools then. But look, I'd have to take my hat off, as I've said umpteen times, to the people that are involved at, at ground level in... in uh, I see where Liam, the big man in Wexford, uh, was, that, was, that won all out of Wexford in 96, actually... Uh, trying to get them get a motion through that each club would would more or less be compelled to uh, field an under seven, eight, nine, ten team up as well, oh. maybe sixteen or seventeen, to keep that wonderful game of hurling going, and that's what it's all about, you know, just that's keep it close. going. And what about football, Johnny? Do you want to? <laughs> Yeah, friend, look, I was just disappointed last weekend, yeah. Tipperary and Kevin. Of course, Connor Sweeney, not alone a huge loss to the county, but certainly a huge loss to Skinner Inky as well, because they were going very well in the intermediate competition last year and weren't fair off of maybe getting to a county final and winning it. But Connor Sweeney's loss would be huge at club level. It would be un imaginable what it's like to try and field a team without him because his presence alone when you're standing beside him he's a guy of six foot two maybe 15 stone and uh, I wouldn't say a horse of a man to have on your parish team and look the best of luck to uh, uh, Conor Sweeney hopefully he'll be back fairly quickly from a, 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 a 
a, a bad knee injury. I suppose Tipperary looked and didn't learn an awful lot the other night against Leash. We kind of expected that, but what Liam Kell probably got was a performance, and he'd be looking for the very same thing on Sunday. It please God in uh, Nolan Park when they take on the Black and Amber. It's always a good hard game down there, and I've no doubt that. Look, whether Tipperary are beaten or not is like Aim Noche used to say uh, when he was involved with Liam Sheedy and those. We're looking for performances the whole time. Yeah. You know that. Uh, listen, we want to ask your opinion about Nolan Park. He says uh, we haven't won in 15 years in uh, Nolan Park, and uh, listen goes on to say not good enough for the Premier County. What does Johnny think? Yeah, yeah, look, friend, they had a hoodoo over us there for a few years, but one must remember when we won in, in uh, uh, 2010-16 and 19, we did beat uh, Kilkenny. I know it was in Crowpair, mm. but they were, they were the big ones. So Tipperary always uh, uh, loved playing Kilkenny, uh, and that there were always wonderful games of hurling, and I've no doubt that they'll go down to Nolan Park on Sunday. You have to go down there and take them on. Mm. Uh, they'll really relish the, the huge challenge which Kilkenny uh, will do for them, you know. I suppose, Fran, on the, they have a long puck competition tomorrow in Clenolty, please God, for the Dylan Quirk Foundation as well, where each club in the county does probably 70, 70 clubs. They will uh, uh, supply uh, hurlers from each club for this long puck competition. It goes on then further as well, all under the name of the Dylan Quirk Foundation. Actually, a chap sponsored me last night, Liam Maguire. Uh, he's known as Magoo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you've done it again Mago uh, Liam Maguire uh, in Carcans pub give me a, a nice few Bob to uh, to uh, poke the ball tomorrow in that com- in that so I'm going to see Andrew Friday tonight in Tony Brennan's pub because the county board draw is on there and uh, to know could I have just two minutes to see uh, uh, what can I do. I did the long puck below at uh, JP uh, Golf Classic for South Liberties and uh, you won't believe it Fran and I genuinely busted a gizzard to try and hit the ball. Didn't I miss the bloody thing three times? <laughs> and Eamon Grimes, that former Limerick holler, he said, no wonder you lost the Hearty Cup in 73 <laughs> if you were the best of him. But uh, look, that's on tomorrow oh, in Canality. And then, yeah. of course, friend, just to tell Ireland Sunday, there's a big game again a Sunday week between Tip and Kilkenny and Tullus mm. again. Yeah. It's for the Dylan Quirk thing. And uh, look, many of the players that are on the panel, because each uh, county have big panels now, many of them will get a run and we can go into Tull- Simple Stadium to see what actually uh, have we coming on board. Because great. I was talking to like, Andrew uh, Friday about that. It's going to be a great, great occasion, isn't oh, it? Oh, it would be a marvellous time, yeah. yeah. And uh, I suppose the ladies had a marvellous victory in the ladies' football. Yep. They're, they're absolutely on fire at the moment. Mm. Moment, friend, yeah. uh, because uh, they're after winning three times there in the all weather pitch in Feddot, and fair play to them. I think they're playing again this Sunday, so the best of luck to them. On the rugby front, friend, mm. uh, Ireland beating Wales, of course. We expected that simply because if you're if you're rated number one in the world, I just feel that uh, we're probably at the peak now and the World Cup coming up in September, where will we be by then? Because some countries out there, like France and that, they could have their eye more on the World Cup than they have on the, interna- on the international scene. That's not to say that they don't want to beat Ireland tomorrow and Aviva. Indeed, they certainly do. But they have their eye on the other things. England are the same way. England have got a great draw in the World Cup, while Scot- Scotland beat them last weekend in a wonderful game of rugby. Uh, and that, and of course, what you, yeah. in all of Ireland, who are they shouting for? flower of Scotland. Uh-huh. That is, you know, it is amazing when it comes down to that. I suppose, friend, uh, 
on the uh, Greyhound scene, we had wonderful crowds in Powerstone Park in Clonmel. We had huge crowds at the Greyhound track uh, as well each night. Uh, it was certainly the place to go. They were amazed at the facilities at the Greyhound Stadium. It was absolutely fantastic. And uh, any club out there that uh, are looking to uh, make funds and that uh, certainly a night at the Dogs, you can do a benefit night and it's all of that with, yeah. uh, with the tracks. And if anyone wants to talk to me about how is it run, certainly uh, I'd be available to come and have a chat with them because it is a wonderful night. Right. But, can, uh, I, can I ask you about, uh, and it's something we'll be discussing on the panel uh, later on, but the Taoiseach is backing the right to buy GAA tickets with cash, Johnny. What are you hearing about that? Yeah, who actually said that? Uh, well, the Taoiseach is backing, Leo, Leo Varadkar is backing the notion now that we should be able to buy our tickets with cash. A friend myself, I'd, uh, look, I'd like to see it, but look... Everything progresses. Mm. And I don't see an awful lot wrong with the system that's there. I'm not into it myself with my phone and all that thing. But I can actually go to somebody and say, listen, hey, uh, will you book me a ticket online? You know, uh, like I said, cash, I know cash is king and all of that, but Mm. at the end of the day, uh, look... Everything changes. Rugby matches the whole lot. The soccer scene changes and that internationals and uh, other things that you can do. I know in soccer sometimes and and in the junior rugby, but that is junior rugby and maybe senior uh, club rugby that uh, you pay at the gate. But uh, like it's different because uh, we say casual on a rugby club on the gate or Nina on the gate, they actually get to keep the gate themselves. Right. But uh, like uh, uh, I don't know about the GA. Myself, I'd have, I'd stick with what's there at the moment. Yeah. I'll be speaking to a representative of Age Action in a moment and they're they're representing people and saying that, you know, they should reconsider the cashless uh, ticket system. So it's it's interesting. Yeah, but friend, maybe if you brought your OAP pass yeah. uh, uh, with you that you could pay the fiver at the gate because I think it's roughly half price, give or take, that you could pay the fiver cash at the gate. It's a devil to turn away someone. I've oh, seen it a couple of times at venues yeah. like that. They couldn't... Uh, um, we say get into this to see the match because that's the way that they have operated for 40 years so look I don't know it is up, it's up for the base anyway we might um, we can't get let, we can't let Tim Flights off though because he's retired so the next man will have the next man will have to do it I suppose Fran uh, yeah we hadn't any, we had a couple of victories victories in Powerstone Park where the coursing was absolutely mm. magnificent there Kevin Barry and Rose Green was involved and Thomas Donovan in uh, Kilfiegel had a good winner at the track uh, uh, on Monday night and uh, that look the whole team was uh, uh, an outstanding success and of course then John Nellen was in superb form when we called over to him a, a wonderful show they run there himself oh, yeah. and his staff and the park and the park as well. Yeah. And, uh, of course, we got to the Emigrants first and Mr. Harney on the final furlong. So, friend, we tried to get in as many as we could, but it's not easy. Uh, <laughs> I said, on, on the horse front, friend, yes. I certainly must take off my hat to the Cashins, C-A-S-H-I-N. They mm. were wonderful greyhound people back through the years, but they went into the horses. They run a small show down, a nice show, down there between Ballangarry and Killinall. As you go out to Ballangarry Road from Killinall, you're turn right up the hill and you keep going there for about maybe three or four miles and you'll come to their wonderful setup. Yesterday in Tullis they had a house called uh, the Connor 
the cornerstone house mm. on the cornerstone, the corner house. And uh, she ran a magnificent race with Jung, uh, the one riding, uh, claiming seven pounds. And uh, the shout that went up was the same as the, the one that went up in the Semple Stadium when Cashel won the Handy Cup. It? Wow. it was unbelievable, really? dear. Like for a small establishment, from your ty- you're trying to take on the William Mullins and the Gordon yeah. Elliott's and all of those. Uh, like for them, uh, it was absolutely brilliant. But uh, I suppose, what I'm just looking at a couple more things here, uh, friend. Uh, I want to say hello to a fellow called and the grand uh, nickname Mousy Lucknane. Mousy Lucknane. Yeah, Mousy Lucknane. <laughs> he's up there in Ross Grey. I think he's a daughter and he's playing with the Tipperary under 16 Camogie team and she's supposed to be uh, the Nicky English uh, of hurling. So, of Camogie. So, uh, fair play to her. Uh, James Lairdens in Golden, uh, as I said last weekend, uh, a state of the art set up there and uh, just, any, he asked me, would I ask anybody that's passing by just to call in to say hello and see what they have to uh, with the garage, with the new garage there. And of course, Pat on the Bencher Road got in uh, a pallet of uh, pink snacks. Did he? For- <laughs> <laughs> his weight, his weight, and he has a, That's he has a, a new, the Badger Road in Tipperary Town, of course. Yeah, yeah. he has a new set up there. Uh, uh, there, uh, you'll have to call in and see I that. I will shop. indeed. But it's it's Josephine. In, I feel sorry for, her, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. last night in uh, on our way to the jockey, uh, we called when we called into the the uh, Carkins, we uh, met a fellow of the Gower. The Gower, as you see, is an Irish for a goat, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Billy the Wright, Gower. and he's known as the Gower. The great Billy Wright. Yeah, from Dundrum. No, no, no not right. him. Okay. He, he, he is a different name. Nope. <laughs> but uh, the guy was a, a great character. Told us wonderful stories about the Heedies and the Bows and Athletics 40 and 50 years ago. Hey, it was unbelievable, oh, uh, the stories that go on in the pub. I have to but wrap I, up. We better mention Shawnee uh, from the Bridge House in Golden <laughs> because he stood pints the other day when I, when I bumped into you. <laughs> And regretfully, I couldn't have one. I'll tell you, friend, I'd, I was going to Shannon Airport with a person, and uh, what did I have? Only two pints of Lucas Aid. I'd say I made 17 stops between Dale and Shannon Airport. I should have taken a photograph of you with a, with a pint <laughs> of Lucas Aid. Friend, just to finish yeah. up, the golf mm. season is kicking off. Okay. And as I said before, some fella said yesterday, he said, I missed the bloody story about the golf season kicking off. I said, Look, the Pope was having an audience, and, and there was a fellow there from Two Mile Boroughs and he was back in Darden Province. The, the Pope looked under the peak of his cap and he said, Jesus, I'll come at this fella. And he said, uh, when he got to the Pope and he says, what's your problem? And your man said, I'm just wondering, he said, is there a golf course in heaven? Oh, Christ, said the Pope, I don't know that. But he said, look, there's an admission ticket, come back Friday. He says, and into the queue, he says, and I'll tell you. So we came back Friday and there was about 40 people in front of him with the Pope still uh, cop your man under the peak of his cap and he said God this fellow's coming back again to nine minutes he says well Paddy how are you and Paddy says I'm flying it he said now he said your question was was there a golf course in heaven he says I have good news and bad news for you the Pope said to him or he says to the Pope and, and what's the good news the Pope said there's a 72 hole golf course in heaven he said it's surrounded by trees and lakes and the whole lot there's six pair fives five pair fours three pair trees there's a pair two which is unusual he said another hole in one if you get that you get a chance for the day to sit beside uh, the God and uh, you can call in all your friends as they're coming up he says dying and all that thing my God he said that's absolutely brilliant he said and he said what's the bad news the Pope said to him the bad news is he said, you're teeing off in the morning at 7 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Johnny, look after yourself. Friend, we'll, we'll
we'll see you tomorrow night. We'll God. see you in Brew Brew tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, and I have the long John's out <laughs> on the clothesline. <laughs> good luck, Johnny. Good bye, luck. Bye bye. Bye bye. The great Johnny Luby there, and he will be on stage tomorrow night in Brew Brew. God help us all. And uh, one of our listeners saying a star will be born tomorrow night. Well, that's for sure. And people are still inquiring about tickets. No, tickets for that sold out about three weeks ago, I think it is. Now, and I know there's a big long waiting list uh, as well. Um, but it should be mighty crack. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, back with more in just a moment. Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie.